0: Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is growing in grace. All right, here we are once again. Hey, thanks for finding us. Turning a friend on to our program, the Growing in Grace podcast, once again on the air. I'm Mike Kapler, the Cap, and Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man, is with me uh, going on our 15th year of podcasting together. How are you doing, Joel?
1: Yikes. That's all I could say to that. That's a long time. I didn't even know it was that long. I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so if uh, if a person, if you're new to the podcast, we s- certainly appreciate you coming along and telling somebody about the podcast as well. Some people have been uh, with us from the very beginning. Uh, a lot of people uh, from those very early days, uh, they probably got tired and bored with us, but you know, that's their own problem. And I'm just kidding, but we uh you know because of the wonderful rave music we have at the beginning of our podcast i think that's what <laughs> that's what that's what really draws people and before we didn't have the same music in the, during the first 200 podcasts uh but anyway yeah we uh we do ask you to uh spread the news about the podcast that's how People find out about this for the most part, word of mouth, social media, of course, these days, and uh, whatever way you have to tell somebody about it, we do appreciate it. And we're thankful that you've come along with us Uh, again, whether you're a new listener or been with us for any amount of time, we're glad to have you along.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the goal of the program here is to help reassure you and us while we're doing that, uh, reassure you of of the finished work of Jesus Christ, you see, because it's it's a cool thing when your life begins to change because you became aware of God in it. But it's not improved behavior or a sin reduction or doing more good Christian things and helping people, giving to the poor, volunteering at church, and all kinds of different good things that can come as the result of Jesus in your life. But none of those things is what has allowed us to be in fellowship with God himself, to be alive in him, has nothing to do with our behavior, our effort, our works. But those things should be more of a byproduct of the work that Jesus has done and is doing in us, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. But so, so so many times we want to make it about us what we do and our efforts and our improvements. And and that's all fine and dandy because that could just be evidence of God in you, you know, that hope of glory that abides in us. But it isn't those things that makes us acceptable to God. It's just so easy for religion to trip us up. So we're here to bring some reassurance, blessed assurance, as it's called. And, um, Hopefully, bring you some peace in the process. Uh, Joel, um, with that in mind, and, and I realize when when you mention the the Holy Spirit, a lot of different things can go through the minds of of people listening. It doesn't matter whether you belong to a traditional ecumenical church or some sort of a denominational evangelical church, charismatic, Pentecostal, independent, whatever it is. Out there in the world of church, when you hear the name or when you hear us talking about the Holy Spirit, a lot of different things will go through different people's minds. Sometimes we find him hard to relate to compared to Jesus, because with Jesus, we sort of feel like we've got a, a bodily figure in mind, whereas the Spirit is just kind of a mysterious individual of some kind. And it shouldn't be that way. Uh, I understand why it is sometimes, but it shouldn't be that way because he's like Jesus. I mean, he's part of the Godhead. They are like, they are one. I mean, so much alike. And the Holy Spirit, you know, he doesn't bear witness of himself. He bears witness of Jesus. So that's one important thing, because sometimes I see the Holy Spirit almost getting elevated above the person of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit should be below the person of Jesus. I'm just saying that he comes to bear witness of Jesus Christ and and the work that he did. And he lives in us. Jesus was telling his disciples as he was looking forward to the new covenant shortly before his death, he, he talked about how he would be leaving. But the Spirit of truth would be abiding in them and would lead them. He would be their guide going forward. And so let's talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit and some of the uh, misconceptions that could be out there with people.
1: Right. Yeah. I think one of the big <clears throat> misconceptions has to do with him kind of coming and going like in the old covenant. If you if you look at the Old Testament scriptures, I mean, all over the place, you're going to find examples of the people were doing such and such a thing. And then the spirit came upon them and some big thing happened. And then the, then the spirit withdrew. And that is one thing that we can point out about the difference between the Old Covenant before Jesus had died on the cross and rose again from the dead, and we died with him and rose again with him. Because back in those days, the Spirit would come and go. But now, in this New Covenant, in which again, we not only died with Christ, but we rose again with him, and the Holy Spirit... Came to indwell us. The Holy Spirit came to live in us. He doesn't go away. And then when we need some special power, then all of a sudden he comes back, grants us this great power, and then he leaves again. The Holy Spirit is with us all the time. In fact, we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, Paul says. And so we can count on the fact that the Holy Spirit is with us all the time. He's an ever present help an ever-present help in time of need. It doesn't say that he is, he's gone, and then when we need him, he'll come to us. He's always with us. He's ever-present. And so we can uh, count on that and bank on that and not worry about whether he's going to show up or not. It, again, like you were saying, people have different backgrounds, different church backgrounds, different church settings. Some people have special services in which they invite the Holy Spirit to come, and they're looking for God to do great and big things. And it's not that we don't want God to do great and big things. It's just that we got to remind ourselves that he is always with us. It doesn't take a special invitation for him to come and do great things. He's always with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And so I think that's one of the big misconceptions that people have. There, I think a lot of people are looking for some sort of an emotional experience. And if they don't experience that emotion— Then they think, well, the Holy Spirit hasn't come. The Holy Spirit hasn't done his thing, but he does. He's at work in us all of the time. Sometimes we can't tell what's going on. We don't always know what he's doing, but he's always at work in us. And Paul says he's at work in us to will and to do according to his good pleasure. And whatever his good pleasure is, you got to admit that's a good thing. (laughs) Whatever God's good pleasure is, it's got to be a good thing. So that's at least one thing that I can think of, Cap.
0: Yeah, it's 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 one of those, um, and, and I don't mean to be offensive or anything here. I'm not. I'm not trying to be insulting, but it's one of those double talk things that we we see a lot of in, in Christianity. It's what brought me into Grace, and and I was part of it. I mean, I, I was part of the club. I, I was not only uh, uh, the president, but I was a member. I, what's that old hair commercial? <laughs> oh yeah, the the bald. I I I, I bought the company uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> So we've got this scenario, though, where we say, well, we know God's always, we know the Spirit is living in us, you know, He's always in us. But, but, watch out for those buts. They they can be killers. But, you know, sometimes he comes in a special way or he falls upon us or, you know, just a variety of different things. And it happens in our prayer time, too, especially in a group setting where we invite the Holy Spirit into our presence. We get it turned inside out, you see, because we were the invitee. We were the ones who were invited into his presence. And so we we look for these greater outward manifestations. I get it. You know, there's the supernatural. It's it's a fascinating thing. And I understand sometimes, especially when you're praying in front of other people, it provides a nice buffer, uh, a bit of a cushion, if you will. You try, while you're trying to figure out what else to say, <laughs> you kind of get into that scenario where you just think, um, "Okay, uh, God, we in, we invite you here. Uh, we invite your presence. Please, please show up. Please come. He, he's in us. All right. Now, the work upon us, I believe, is already a finished work. Now, according to Philippians chapter one verse six and some other places, Paul said to the Philippians, "I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of christ jesus so this is the work that's taking place from the inside out not necessarily so much from the outside in then when the the spirit of god is always there he's always with us because here's the problem if we think that we can invite the Holy Spirit to come in some sort of a special way, some sort of a special falling upon us over and over and over again. Uh, After the gathering, regardless of what happened during that gathering, after the gathering, even if it was a great time, and you feel like God showed up in a special way because of your invitation, then when you walk out of that place— You are going to have the mindset that if the Holy Spirit can show up, he can also leave. He doesn't come and go, and we need to get out of that mindset.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's always with us. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. And There are verses that say, even in the New Covenant, where the Holy Spirit fell upon people or the Holy Spirit came upon people, and I've looked those verses up, and in English, we might say fell upon or came upon. But the word can actually mean rise up within the Holy Spirit. You know, the word can mean that something happens internally and rises up, kind of like water overflowing. And and guess what? Jesus said that whoever believes in him, in him rivers of living water will rise up to overflowing. That's the Holy Spirit that he's talking about. And so this Holy Spirit is in us. God's Holy Spirit lives in us. He's never gone he never goes away. He doesn't take a vacation. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. <laughs> Sometimes we don't understand what's going on. And I think that's a that brings a lot of fear into people. It Let me just put it this way. It causes fear to rise up <laughs> in people. But guess what? The Holy Spirit rises up in you because he's already in you. He's never gone anywhere. So one thing that we can do with this knowledge, with understanding that God is always with us, is that we can relax. We can let go. One thing that we can do is we can get up every day, and instead of begging God, please come, please, Holy Spirit, please come. And again, we understand if, if you're not seeing things happening in your life, you can fall into the temptation of thinking that he's gone somewhere. But we can instead relax, just talk with God. He's there all the time. Just keep this ongoing awareness of him and relax. Think about him. Keep that conversation going. You may not hear like audible words. You may or may not, but just know that he is always with you and he's never going to leave you.
0: Well, there's really no instruction in New Covenant writings, Joel, for us to invite the Holy Spirit to show up, to ask God to come because That would just be, you know, duplicating something that's already occurred. And so our encouragement to you is, yeah, bask in that fellowship. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't always mean you have to be talking. Sometimes I go out for a walk or whatever, and I just find myself in a place of fellowship where things are just kind of flowing inside of me without me having to say a word. So uh, we encourage you to realize the importance of Christ's finished work and what that meant for us when the Holy Spirit was given.
1: Yeah, and, and when the Holy Spirit was given, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. We were sealed with the Holy Spirit. He continually abides in us. He himself has chosen to be with us. The Holy Spirit is in you. I think we'll talk a little bit more about this next week, God's never-ending presence in you and with you, next week on Growing in Grace.
0: This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.